Welcome back, Bulls Nation, to another episode of the Nothing But Bull Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and as always, I'm here with my main man, Just B. Justin, what's going on? Excited to be back with you all. Y'all been gone for a minute. <laughs> and of course, we have Melissa. How's it going? What up, gang? Good to be back. All-Star break is over. We're back in business. Happy to be back. Yeah, Justin, you've been all right, man. <laughs> Saying we've been gone for a while. It feels like y'all just disappeared, like. I don't know. Like everybody's been busy with like so many things that were taking place with the um, All Star break and people not returning messages. If so... you miss us, just say that. If you miss us, <laughs> right. okay. Can I say that? Is this a safe space where I could just be like, I, I missed you all? And... Yes, there's yes, the safe there's space. always strength and vulnerability. You know, we missed you too, Justin. <laughs> Are you sure? Because I shared my day with you like a few minutes ago and I drove you off of the camera. I, you know, I, I don't know that I was ready for all that. So, <laughs> um, not to say that I didn't miss you, but I just don't know that I was ready for all that. So I just had to go grab something to, something to munch on. That's all. I I don't recall the missed messages. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> no, no, no. It's I, I say that because like on Twitter, like, and I don't know if anybody else has been like having this issue where like I will like send people stuff, and then I'll see it their response pop up like days later, but then when I talk to people, they were like. I'm having this issue with I'm trying to contact people or, or on my timeline or whatever on my feed, and they're like these messages are not coming back to me right away. That's what I was alluding to. Not any missed uh, messages, like text messages or anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. People have been having problems with Twitter. The dude took over, <laughs> so. Hey, but we got like new font on the app. That's really important. They changed the fonts up. <laughs> Technical issue due to changing the font. Like, come on, man. <laughs> You're ruining Twitter. <laughs> I do like the messages where they're like, oh, it's nothing that you've done. We're just screwing it up, basically. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those messages pop up because I'll like try to refresh. And like this, this um, these two eyes would pop up on the screen, and they're like, "Check back later. You're not doing anything wrong." Basically, <laughs> I don't know if you've all seen that. I don't know, Justin. I feel like that's isolated. <laughs> Might be an isolated incident. Two, you're saying two eyes popped up on your screen? Yes, like where it was like there was like some kind of like construction or whatever going on where I was trying to like send a message and like the screen was basically like no you like you don't have to do anything over like it's just like they're having some difficulties with the site so. sounds like isolation <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I came across that I don't know 
Okay. Twitter's trying to like hold me back. All of those dangerous tweets I'm sending out about the state of the polls. Way to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it was only Chicago Bulls related. <laughs> clean up crew. Nice one. All those dangerous tweets I was tweeting about the Bulls. Good save. I mean, it he it shouldn't be that many dangerous tweets right now because the Bulls are looking good after the All-Star break and signing not Russell Westbrook, but Patrick Beverly, Chicago's own. Bulls are back? What? Are Bulls they? Bulls are back. <laughs> <laughs> Taking his bulls head. And, yeah. Bulls and four. Bulls and four. Well, hey, like in in my class, like we've gone over what a pattern is. It's not a pattern until it's been repeated three times. So we'll see. I mean, it's all good. Like we've had some blowout uh, wins, two wins in a row. But um, yeah, like. <laughs> This Bulls team is like funny. Like I can't, I cannot like understand what is going on with this Bulls team. Like people are saying, like we've been like the best defensive team since January. I don't know how to like, I don't know what kind of math that we're doing where that's we're able to like calculate all of that out. Like I feel like we're doing like ancient Egyptian math where like pyramids are being built, where like no one can really explain like. How how do we have like one of the best defensive ratings for a team that has Vooch, Demar, and Zach on it? Like I don't I don't quite get how like we've been like a top ten defense, but apparently since January, um, the Bulls have been putting out like a great defensive effort. It hasn't necessarily calculated to as many wins, and offensively we've been one of the worst teams. In the league, but with the addition of having Pat Beverly in, it seems to have ignited some type of uh, some type of spark. But our offense is still kind of weird. Like it's just one of those things that I don't quite understand. I mean, our our defense has been pretty good for quite a while. It's just um, it's just been our offense that we haven't been able to figure out and then like as we talk about every single episode like the effort and energy has not been there I don't care about like anything else like if it's just like they've been playing like they just do not care anymore like they were checked out so of course the offense isn't going to flow everything was just kind of all over the place but the defense surprisingly had been there um but yeah we we were missing Again, what we were we've been talking about every episode, what I always like am talking about is like the leadership aspect of it, like and having like some fight. And as even though this is like a this is like a buyout thing, just having Pat there at being as vocal of a leader as he is and being as tough on people, he's like holding people accountable. That's really all we needed. We've been saying that like this team should be doing much better with the tools, like with what we have, like we have all of the tools, but 
just like getting them to mesh and getting them to work together. Like they should have been doing more with what they've had, but just having Pat on the team, just being more vocal, holding people accountable. They're like actually communicating from what I saw on, on defense. You're hearing them, like you're seeing them like communicate with each other and call out plays, switches and stuff. Like we needed a leader. We needed a point guard. We need somebody to steer the ship and have it all mesh together. Yeah. We have a coach now. And his name okay. is Patrick Beverly. <laughs> okay, that I will say, like, I do believe, like, we do have, like, it, it's good to have, like, Pat out there being more vocal. But I'm going to go back to what you said earlier, um, Melissa. The defense has been good for a long time, apparently, since, like, early January. So, I'm still trying to understand what effect Pat has had because, like, the things that you have mentioned have been primarily from a defensive standpoint. I don't know if I don't know if the Bulls have necessarily solved anything on offense just yet. I mean, the first game versus Brooklyn, we caught a team that had traded away, like, you know, the last pieces of any type of offense that it had and brought in these new guys. But when we looked at that Brooklyn uh, game, the Bulls got out and they ran. Now, Pat had been on that team for, what, maybe like two days prior to them, you know, playing that game. But all of that was pointing back to things that we had talked about before. This team needs to play fast. In that game and in parts of the Washington game, I saw the Bulls get into the flow of their offense and not let the offense stagnate to the point where we were looking at them trying to create a shot with like seven seconds on the, on the shot clock. They were getting early attempts. Whenever they got a stop, they were running. Um, and they weren't just like running just to run. They were like seemed to be running with more of a purpose. And I haven't necessarily understood the overall impact that Pat is having. Because I, I hear you saying from a like you like he's calling people out from a defensive standpoint, but defensively, we have been doing fairly well. Like we like it said that we've been like a top, I think it was top five the last time I looked. Top five defense since January, I want to say January the 10th or some somewhere in that range. But I still don't understand offensively what it is that this Bulls team is going for, like as far as the identity. And it, I don't want to be that, that person who like pours water on the flame or whatever or anything like that. But it's it is a little bit alarming that we still don't have a power forward on the speed. And now the person who was supposed to be our power forward relegated to now to a bench role, which I'm sure will probably be determined based off of matchups that come up in the future with if, when the Bulls start playing bigger lineups. And I'm happy like that they were able to get some kind of flow going with Kobe and with Io and with Pat. It's good to see those three guys playing well together. I hope that like this leads forward to like creating some type of identity primarily with our bench <clears throat> because our bench had been lacking the past few games. But um, 
I don't know. Like th there still seems to be something that's a little bit off with this team. Even with the last game, you saw like Zach coming out and Zach has been on fire. He's been playing like lights out the past few games, even though like before that the all-star break, we didn't see like it translating to wins. Zach has been playing very well, but it's, there still seems to be something missing with their understanding of what they need to do offensively. And it, it remains to be seen how Beverly is going to affect that in a positive light, as far as from what I see so far. Already affected it. He's affected the game from both sides because with Pat starting and with AC starting, you bounce out that starting lineup. You got two guys that can switch and guard whoever and communicate with the other players to be where they need to be on defense. You got two guys that can handle the ball and keep it out of being Zach coming up the court, handling the ball and all these turnovers with Zach or DeMar who have to go up the floor and push the pace and go into ISO ball. We haven't seen that. We've seen Zach off ball more and, that's why he's been so efficient these last two games. He hasn't had to handle the ball. Patrick Beverly didn't score last game, but he's not really there to score. He can knock down the corner three, as we saw in the first game. Yeah, a lot, He's a lot more confident shooting it than Io. So that's how he's affecting it on the offense end because he's the one that's handling the ball and getting them into their offense a lot quicker because he's t constantly talking to everybody on the floor. Even when he's not on the floor, he's not sitting on the bench. He's sitting on pads under the backboard so he can still constantly call out plays to everybody that's on the floor. That's why I said we have a coach now, and his name is Patrick Beverly, and he's got a locker full of bubble gum to keep Billy quiet. It's it's really what we needed, just that leadership. Like, like for real, though, we really just needed the leadership. And uh, we all know that we don't really want Zach to be, like, dribbling the ball too much. Zach's super athletic, but we just don't want him to be dribbling the ball too much, and we have Pat to do that now. He's got that veteran presence. He has a very high basketball IQ which we are very much lacking as a team. That's really all we needed to like kind of help gel things together. I'm not saying that this is going to make us like contenders, but it definitely improves. It definitely improves the entire team. Just adding that one piece and, and also a lot of it has to do with just the energy. And I know it sounds, it's an intangible, but like just having that, that energy on the floor, our, our team has been lacking energy for a very long time. We have, we have that in Wu, we have that in AC, but like Pat is like a, just a, a completely different beast and seeing like AC and Pat together at starting, like that's been great. And now we get the young players off the bench. They'll get to develop more and they don't have to be in with the starters. They'll be able to get more shots off. Pat is like a huge difference maker. And I know that's not something that we could have really seen, but in these two games alone, we've seen a completely different team. They've played the best game they've played all season. It's crazy, but I mean, you see what a small different, we just needed a leader. We just needed a leader. We just needed somebody to run the point with experience. And that's what we have in Pat. Okay. <clears throat> now I hear what you all are saying. And I do feel that Pat has been more like communicative on the, on the court. <clears throat> My thoughts are, though, 
first game, Pat played 22 minutes. 22 minutes. He's having an effect, but, like, is it necessarily an effect from just, like, him being on the court? Or is it just more of an effect of somebody who is on that bench who is getting on guys and telling them what to do? Well, and it's if it's both. the latter, it's both. <laughs> He's doing it on the court and off the court. But my thing is, we have Pat, and he's doing those things. And he's doing a phenomenal job of doing that in the first, like, two games that we saw. But my point is, why hasn't this been something that could be expressed from the coaching staff? Because Bill sucks. We're not going to have an answer to that question because this is the same conversation we've had for a very long time about the coaching staff. Like we, we've but had a conversation see... about needing leadership, um, needing vocal right leadership. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Bubblegum. Keep Billy quiet because he's an idiot. If we That's had... what happened. <laughs> but do you, do you, what I'm saying is that first game, it was a blowout. Like the Bulls like were up by a, a tremendous amount of points. Pat only played 22 minutes and when you looked at that game it wasn't just pat who was like getting guys in the lineup it was like a whole bunch of guys who knew what they were supposed to be doing on the court like kobe came in and he was in the right position Aya was in the right position you saw a good amount of effort from from um pat as well from um from p will my point is, with him being on the court for 22 minutes and being on this Bulls team for such a limited amount of time, can we just, like, point to it just being having Pat? Or, like, is there something else? I just – I don't want to, like, just say, well, oh, now we have Pat. Like, everything is, like, tremendously better. Like, what, what else is it about this team that – they need to do to get over the hump because is this something that you feel like moving forward, like starting Pat and starting Caruso and going up against these other teams, do you all see like this being something like that the bulls are going to be able to sustain? Like this is something like moving forward. This is how they are going to play or is it solving everything? That's what I'm trying to like get to the point of. Well, we, we, we missed obviously the deadline on signing what we really needed. But in the meantime, I think this is like best case scenario for at least solving like the point guard issue and having again, additional, any type of energy infused into the lineup on the team and in the locker room, sitting on the bench or those 20 some plus minutes on the floor, like just, just having like something new. Cause obviously what we had was not working. And you saw how defeated defeated they've been playing for how many games? Like that's what was so frustrating to us because it's just like they weren't even putting an effort. It's one thing if like you're trying and you're failing, but from what what the games that I was watching, it didn't even feel like they wanted to be there. Like there was no there was no intensity or urgency to actually win games. And it's only been two games, so 
obviously things can change, but from these two games alone, you see a completely different fight in this whole team. And I can, I'd like to attribute that to the the new energy that's been brought in to the, the team, which is in Pat. I'm not saying that he's like the savior, but you see what a difference maker that has been in these two games. Yeah, it's sustainable. Like I said, you have now AC and Pat out there who can switch and they're making sure Vooch is in the position he needs to be to be the cleanup guy. Um you know, Pat out there with AC has P. Will coming off the bench where he should get more shots. He should be able to be more aggressive. We've always thought that he was better coming off of the bench, and now that's the position he's in to where he's coming off the bench with Io and Kobe and Andre Drummond, and then you have DeMar out there to help with the offense. Yeah, it's been two games, but we won by 44 points, and then we won by 20. When's the last time we could say we've won by 44 points? You say our defense has been top five since January. We're number one right now because we held our last two opponents under 90 points. And that hasn't happened since 2017. So immediately the Patrick Beverly effect (laughs) has already looked like a whole different team out there. And Adam Amin told me he's a grab you by the collar guy. Mm-hmm. He He's the one that's going to come up and grab them by the collar and like, what the hell are you doing? You need to go do this. Then that's exactly what he's done these last two games. So it doesn't fix everything because we still need a legit power forward, but we can't do anything about that into the offseason. So for right now, like Mel said, this is the best case scenario. And Patrick Beverly is not trying to break his streak of missing the playoffs. So he's on them. Before he even played, he said, I'm going to be on Zach's ass. And you see how Zach has played these last two games. Speak, Justin. I feel like you got you got to say. I'm, I want to be, I want to be um, happy. Like I am happy. Like with the, I mean, obviously when you, when you're winning by like, what, what did we win by? It was like Wait a 44, second. 20, 40. Happy these last two games. Has this not <laughs> brought you any sense of joy? Because I'm, <laughs> I've been very happy. The last it, it has been ha- like, I'm trying to like, I want to be measured in my happiness. Cause like I've I've already like been like adamant about certain things that I expected to see with this with this Bulls team this year that have not really materialized the way I wanted it to be, and I don't know like I'm I'm happy with like with the energy that Pat is bringing in. It's great defensively. It is something that probably can be sustainable if you know we are able to like not have. Caruso, like he, he he hit the floor hard on like one of the, like those occasions like where guys like need like landed right on top of like the back of his head and I was like oh crap like we don't we don't need like Caruso to like go down for anything but it's it's just making me wonder like 
moving forward, the energy has been has been good these past two games. But it's just making me think about is this something like offensively? There were there were still some things that I just did not necessarily like. Like in that game versus Washington, Booch was doing well. And inexplicably, we just went away from establishing him. There were times where even Pat had the ball, like, and, you know, it would have been prudent for them to really establish Vooch down low. I still, I still saw, until, like, the, the end of the third quarter, I still saw some of the same habits that this team had had before that kind of manifested themselves. And then, like, you know, in that third – at the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth, the Bulls were able to pull, to push everything, you know, past and, and get the win. I'm just trying to, like, make sure that I'm more measured with my happiness. Like, I, I am excited. I am, like, perfectly happy. We won by, like, 60 combined points the, the, or more the, the past two games. I'm thrilled with that. I'm just trying to, like, measure it just a little I don't have like the highest expectations for the team. All I know is that this, him being with the Bulls makes the team better. That's all I know. And that's really all well, I that, that is true. He does make them better. Like competitively, they have, they've been more competitive. They, he has but, like, you know, and, like a tenacity to the game. Like our, our team has been like dead. Like I was yelling the other episode, like get up, fight, fight back. Like, that's what we need. This is what we needed. We needed somebody to fight back. We needed somebody with some bite. We needed somebody with IQ. Like he has basketball IQ. He actually understands when somebody is like, somebody has a hot hand. He, he understands like, he understands he's a vet. He's been around for a long time. This is, this solves for a lot of things for the meantime. And, yeah. and like I said, doesn't make, doesn't make, make it feel like I'm not thinking like, I'm joking around when I say Bulls and four, like doesn't make them contenders, but it definitely makes the team a lot better. And this is like great experience for everybody. It puts, it takes a pressure off the rookies too. Cause now they get to come off the bench. Well, not rookies, but the younger guys, they get to come off the bench. They don't have the pressure of playing with the vets. They get to do their thing. I, I am thrilled, thrilled with this signing. I am thrilled with the signing. I'm thrilled with Pat being on the team. It's a great move. I guess I'm just like I'm, huh? I'm afraid I'm afraid to like get too like excited. I, I even I don't feel like I'm even alone because like when I was watching that Brooklyn game and the Bulls were up by a lot and like he should came she came out of the room. She's like, wait, are you watching a game? I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's like I don't hear anything. Like the crowd, like just she was like, it's like it's a crowd into him. Like, I don't know. Like it just feels like everybody is like you know, and then like we were able to come away with the win. But did you all? Did you all see? Maybe I was by myself, but I had like that volume up, and I was like, even when Pat like got into the crowd and he was trying to get them, you know, excited about the game, I just felt like people were like, kind of like, oh, we've seen them have this lead before, so let's like just hold it together. So I guess that's why why I'm saying like I'm feeling like I just I want to just be a little bit more measured. Before I get overly excited. No, I'm not going to lie to you, like, against the Wizards, like, I I still was a little nervous, even with, like, 20-point lead. Like, I think that's just, it is what it is, because we've seen them blow really big leads before. 
So I get it. I get you. But you can be happy. It's okay to be happy. I am happy. But I said I'm measured in my <laughs> Like, no, I, I was there at the Brooklyn game and the crowd was electric. The, when he did it, the, everybody was hyped. Okay. He, he got cheered the loudest in the introductions. His first game. <laughs> everybody already knew what type of energy he was about to bring out there. No, I meant during the game. Like, it, what on TV, it came off, like, totally different. I'm, I'm, I'm not, like... Not trying to say anything, but like when like the crowd was panning out, <laughs> people were laughing. They were joking. They everybody was in a good mood during that game. We had no like fear of Brooklyn coming back because that's how big that lead was. We were up by fifty at one point. We won by forty four. The crowd was in it. <laughs> Derek, can you tell us a little bit about like what you noticed too being there at the game against Brooklyn? Like, did you like what did you notice on the bench? Like, what kind of activity did you see? Did you feel like anything was different amongst the players from where you can see what we couldn't see on TV? I noticed that Billy was saying nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's much different <laughs> from what's been going on, but I just seen him standing over there chewing his gum. He's like, I. <laughs> Like I said, I've seen Pat Bev talking to everybody, and he's not sitting on the bench. He's sitting on pads on the floor so he can stay down on our end of the basket and call out whatever he sees to the other players. He didn't sit down until, like, Billy cleared the bench, and that's when Pat Bev decided to go, like, actually sit on the bench because – he didn't need to do anything else. He knew the game was over. That's the main thing I've noticed different is they have somebody that's out there constantly talking, and he really talks to the younger players. Like, even with the Wizard game, we've we've seen before where we get the lead, the other team fights back, and we fall apart. We fought back. And not only did we fight back, we pushed the lead up to a blowout. So it's looking good with that. <laughs> That's all I can say. It was it was encouraging seeing him. Like there was one shot where everybody, all of the starters were on the bench, and it was like just like the reserves in, and all of the starters were talking to each other. I think like Booch and like. Zach were in the background, like, laughing it up. Pat was the only one who was on the court, and he was talking to, like, all of the young guys, you know, who were playing at that time. They might have been, like, in, like just getting over a timeout or something like that. I, I forget exactly what was happening. But it is good to, like, have somebody else on that team who is taking on that role, um, who is, I guess, more or less holding more guys accountable. It, it's – but – it's just been weird because like for me, like I've just been very excited also with the fact that Zach looks healthy. Like he looks explosive. He looks like that player that the Bulls paid over two hundred million dollars for. Uh he's been communicating a lot too. Um, you know, uh, especially on defense. Like he's been all over the place on defense. And also it's I have been very happy with the what I've seen out of Kobe 
these past few games, um, especially in that that Wizards game, there was this one play where Kobe was on the baseline and he drove to the basket. And he it was one of those plays where he didn't score, but he whipped the ball right to Caruso for an open three. And that just, like, it really pointed to, like, the development that I've seen out of Kobe, especially this year, where before, it's like he's going down with the head of steam. He has absolutely no understanding of where guys are at. But as soon as he made that play, he knew exactly the guy that he needed to get the ball to because he knew that by making that play, what the defensive reaction was going to be. And he even made the look. He was, like, barely even looking at Caruso out of the corner of his eye. And the the pass was just pinpoint. So I've been, like, very happy with uh, Zach's play and with um, the response level, like, the mentality level of Kobe this year. It's just been off the charts. Definitely agree. I mean, Kobe's been playing great. He's worked on the sandal. He's worked on his defense. Zach's also been playing better defense. I mean, the team as a whole has played better defensively in these last two games. And it's the Pat Bev effect. (laughs) I mean, Zach said he was trying to get Pat Bev on the team for like two years now. That should tell you, like, the respect that the players have for him and his basketball IQ, and they will actually listen to him, unlike listening to Billy Donovan. Mm-hmm. Pat Bev, Pat told him, you better play Drummond, because he killed the Nets. But those, like, those, those are the kind of things where I'm like, okay, they ran. It was good to see them running. They played Drummond, who got guys in foul trouble, who, you know, it made it a lot more difficult for the team to have to adjust to the speed that the Bulls were playing with. So I'm happy. I am happy. I just I'm trying to I'm not be like happy. a measured happy, yes. I'm I'm just happy. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'm just very happy. <laughs> That's all. I'm not measuring it. <laughs> I'm not containing my joy. We are a half game out of the play-in now. Uh which should put an end to the we should tank talk because obviously that's not going to happen. They're they're pushing for this playing maybe the playoffs maybe they catch teams sleeping the nets start falling who knows but i'm excited to see this this lakers game too side note because pat was uh, adamant about not wanting the lakers in the playoffs so i'm pretty excited about the lakers game too you know a report came out earlier that said that the lakers want to play uh the kings because they're an experienced team. And I'm like, you guys are 12. You're not in anything yet. How are you coming up with who you want to play? Like, <laughs> you got to get in first. And Pat Bev has made it his mission to make sure that that does not happen. Wait, are we games. playing the Lakers soon? Yeah, we have two games to play against the Lakers. Oh, okay. That's at like the tail end of uh, 
I know one of them in March. March. Okay. Pat looking ahead to on the schedule. <laughs> Can't be doing that. People circle. Game at a time. <laughs> they circle dates on their calendar all the time. <laughs> He's got those circled. We got to take this one game at a time. The Lakers need to take it one game at a time where they're looking into the play and playoffs deciding who they would like to play first. That is crazy. <laughs> like all year long, Sacramento has been like one of the better teams in the NBA, especially from a defensive standpoint. Um, so that that is pretty interesting because Mike Brown has them has them playing really good defense. So, and the Lakers still can't shoot. <laughs> I, mean, I can't believe he's looking all the way down to like the twenty six. That's crazy. <laughs> that big a little circle. bit has to do with like I'm trying to plan a watch party too so maybe a little bit has to do with that also and it's against the Lakers it's a 26 on Sunday which um you guys should be coming in town for <laughs> like I was just there <laughs> I'll be back Friday be back like three times like... in a month <laughs> wait your watch party you is just, on the you just 29th. might as well move here Stop playing these games. Easier said than done. <laughs> Is that the 29th? The 26th. Sunday the 26th. Oh, okay. I've, I've actually had somebody message me about that. And like, you got to be there. <laughs> I know you're going to be there. Melissa's uh, watch party. Oh, like, your audio went out. <laughs> Derek, your audio went out. Can you hear me? Mm-mm. Not you pulling a me. What about now? Oh, you're back. Okay, you're back. You're there saying somebody go. was saying you got to be there. Go ahead. Yeah, the, somebody messaged me on uh, the Discord. They're like, "I know you're going to be at Melissa's watch party. You got to be there." <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> like I'm just going to be up there twice already. <laughs> So make it three. What's the problem? Three P. <laughs> Flights are not <laughs> cheap. <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem. Got to come back up November for uh Alexa's wedding, mm. Alex and Carlos. True. So yeah, don't think I'm gonna be up there for the watch party. Unfortunately, make it happen. <laughs> You make it happen, then I'll make it happen. You can always do the GoFundMe. Right. <laughs> you might as well just start walking. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so realistically, I think, like, you know, the Bulls do have a shot at passing a few of these teams. I mean, there's there's a lot of transition that's going on like the Hawks just got a brand new coach their coach is fired Brooklyn has a whole bunch of new players that are not used to playing with each other um and the heat seem to be on like a slide like there, there's still time for there to be a lot of movement that's going on 
around the Eastern Conference that the Bulls could make their way in there. Yeah, man. Like last night's win was huge because if we lost that game, we would have been three losses behind the Wizards and they would have won the season series 3 1. Since we won that game, we're half game behind them now for that final playing spot. The season series is 2 2, but because we have a better record against the East, we now hold the tiebreaker over the Wizards. So getting into the play-in, at least, seems very doable. I mean, we've been saying it. Yeah. We have the talent. We have the talent to do better than we've been doing. We have a lot of great pieces, but it was just a matter of like getting them to gel and uh, getting them motivated, getting them motivated, putting some spark in there. So... I think they have a chance too. This is strange because, like, I thought, like, I don't, I don't remember like the Bulls playing against Bradley Beal this year, aside from that last game. So it's, it's weird, like, hearing that record, like that we could have been down three-one in our series against them. I think he played in two. Did he? So. But nobody's concerned about Bradley Beal. <laughs> it was poor Zingas that was doing damage against Vooch. <laughs> and he did not play yesterday. <laughs> Nor did Monte Morris, who like would light us up as well. So nobody cares about Bill. Bill doesn't want to be there, but he keeps signing contracts. It's like when Melo had the opportunity to come to Chicago and he chose to resign with New York. <laughs> Playing for the money gets you nothing. But money. About it, get you <laughs> no, money. Rings. <laughs> no rings. No rings. <laughs> <laughs> so, Playing for the money gets you nothing. Gets you nothing but money. You get no rings. <laughs> no hardware from the NBA. <laughs> Hey, make that money as much as you can. Just ask with Charles Freewell. <laughs> got children oh, to feed. No. <laughs> That's quite a reference. You might need to break that one down for a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, played a back-to-back starting tomorrow. We have the Raptors who are in the ninth seed right now. So that's going to be a pretty important game. And then we have the 15 and 46 Pistons. I always feel like the Pistons play us tough, though. Like, always. We've won 13 straight against the Pistons. (laughs) I still feel like they play us tough. Play as tough as they may. They ain't winning. <laughs> that Pat Beverly effect already got you talking trash. <laughs> and I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. 
We got to find a way to get Pat on the show. I'm telling you, just a little bit. Just everybody's got pep in their step again, all the way down to the fans. <laughs> Bulls in <are> four. <laughs> Closing out the week. We've got the Phoenix Suns. The yeah, new look Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think anybody knows about that one just because you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy. It's not impossible. Booker. Yeah. <laughs> but I ain't guaranteeing that one. <laughs> and then we have the Pacers on Sunday. I think that's a tough. That's a tough to end your week that way. I'm only my only worry is about the Suns. I think we can take the other two teams. Wait, is that the one that your um your friend is going to be doing like the this? Were they going to be doing like the sign language for for? Were you all going to that one? I want to say, were you all going to that game? <laughs> we will be there. Man. I'll be there for Suns and the Pacers. I got to move. <laughs> you should move. How are you affording these trips, all Derek? Like, you got to hook me Chicago. up. Hook me up, Derek. Tell me, tell me how you're doing it. Because I was looking at, like, trying to catch a flight out there for that Phoenix game, and I was like, I can't do this. Well, the flight for the Phoenix game, staying it's through the Pacers game. Derek owns um, a Bulls merchandise store. I don't know if you've ever seen <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen all the drip, but that's a lot. Go shopping. You can go shop with Derek. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Drip God. Undisputed. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> We're waiting for somebody. To answer. Oh, yeah. What's going on with that? We don't know. <laughs> he who shall remain nameless. We're not going to call Hayes out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to call him out. People say they want smoke, and then they sit in the no smoking section. Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> I need to see this happen. We gotta make this happen, you guys. We gotta make this happen. I think this is what the people want. We gotta give the people what they want. Yeah, it was on um, UK Bulls podcast with Jimmy, and he alluded to this as well, that it has to happen. And as I said there, I'm waiting. So we got to like clip a little bit of this episode. Throw it out there. 
We need to have a crossover, a crossover episode where the podcast just like merge. That'd be fine. Works for me. So yeah. (laughs) What are your predictions? (laughs) Exactly what I was going to. (laughs) I said two, one. Um, I don't know about, (laughs) I'm not that confident about the games, but how, wait, okay. Go over all the games with me again. Raptors, Pistons, Suns, Pacers. I'll go three, one. Chess. Uh, Since the Bulls got a brand new coach, I'll go four, zero. No, don't doubt me. That like, cause like before y'all were like, "Oh, now nah, he's say it he's with not your excited. chest." So say I'm it with your chest, now. Justin. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Four <laughs> oh, yeah. Before Justin <laughs> said it with his chest, I was going to agree with you and go four zero. <laughs> the Suns, I think, is the iffy one, but. 4-0. Yeah, but Durant hasn't played a game yet this year with them, correct? So might that be like the first game that he plays with them? I thought he played with them. Did he? I think he, he, I think he is. Back. I think he is. I don't remember them. Because I know they lost against the Bucks without Giannis. That's not saying much. Let's see, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't see Durant with the last game that they played against the Bucks. That's why I was saying I didn't I didn't think that he joined them yet, but maybe he did. I remember it said he was supposed to make his debut, I think it was like Friday. All I know is that they didn't they did not win against Giannis, a Giannis list Bucks. Okay, no. he, yeah, he's now so he's supposed to make his debut on March 1st in Charlotte. Mm. Oh, yeah, Charlotte. Uh, so you can get all the accolades when they play against like a team that's won like what 19 games. I'm just, I don't know, like what they're, <laughs> I don't know what their record is. I'm just like guessing off the top of my head. It's probably around that. <laughs> <laughs> These Charlotte Hornets are 19 and 43. <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Like, they sneak them in against one of the lowly teams so they can hype everybody up. You're not going to have them come out versus one of the top teams, have them fail, and then watch out. That was a good guess, man. Yeah, right on the money. Can't believe that. So yeah, hopefully next episode we will be back talking about four more straight wins because of the Pat Bev effect. We got to shout out Zach too, by the way. He became the tenth all-time leading scorer for the Bulls. Oh yeah, passing D Rose. Mm-hmm. We don't have to say that part. It's history. He passed D Rose. <laughs> D Rose forever. 
You can't even see my shirt. See this? You see this? Yeah, I see a MVP. Still the youngest MVP ever, but he's right. now 11th on the Bulls' top scoring list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach, yeah. I mean, he, he, he still has quite a ways to catch Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not going to happen, but... <laughs> Who's next on the list after after um D Rose? Any guesses? I don't know. I'll look it up though. That's crazy. I should know this because I just saw it not too long ago. I, I mean, no matter what anybody says about Zach, that's that's a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, it's a, it's a great accomplishment. Yeah. Um, Not like Zach has been here for forever. Where is this list? Reggie Theus. Is it Reggie? Is ninth. You're asking who's. Who's next or who is before? Yeah, who's next? Who's next? Reggie Theus. So Zach is 8,002 points and then Reggie Theus 8,279 points. At yeah, he'll he'll pass him. <laughs> Either that or we just bring Derek Rose back. <laughs> so Derek can try to pass <laughs> Zach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you see that video, side note? I know kind of steering away from bowls, but kind of, not really. Did you see Did you see that video of him checking in for the Knicks? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. He gets so much love. He deserves it. As he should. Right. He should be playing more. Tips. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Like, that's, that's his boy, and <laughs> Tips is not playing. Yeah. But he had a chance to leave, though, right? I mean, he could have asked for a buyout. So he must want to be there. I think it was still talks of him possibly being bought out and that the Suns were interested in him if he's bought out. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, the, the, the positive thing is that, like, with where his career is at, he still he seems happy, you know. And you see like a lot of players who like had like so much of this athletic promise like before him. And he doesn't look like he's like thinking about like the past or whatever. Like he just seems like he's settled. Like not like he's like doesn't want to play, but he just seems like, you know, reserved like, and happy in the spot. Yeah, at peace with where he's at. And that's the cool thing, because like a lot of players come out with like his type of athletic ability um you know that you see it like a lot of guys like they go through an injury like that or injuries like that and it derails their career somewhat but he was still able to like turn himself into a very productive player he's still playing at a somewhat high level the last time that we saw him on the court so as long as he's happy i just i think it's it's still a good story 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I never thought that Derrick Rose would be using the Brian Scalabrini role where he's like, ah, we're up by so many points. Let's put Derrick Rose in so appease the crowd. You remember those days where we were up and then the crowd is chanting for Scalabrini of all people to come in? And then he gets this loud ovation when Tapes puts him in. That shouldn't be his role. You just you just killed my my happiness for it. <laughs> like I was trying to create like a a moment to close out the show. <laughs> you just like dad ah, no. up, killed it. <laughs> Mood killer, Derek. Mood killer. The rose demands more respect <laughs> than that role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to play him, that says this guy. You're not going to play him. Let him come here. They can put his jersey up in the Raptor. He can't and come here, Derek. We have jail. like ten thousand guards on our team. <laughs> What does it have to do with him coming here to put his jersey in the rafter? (laughs) Because if he's happy not playing, then he might as well just come here, get his jersey retired, and then go off and be happy not playing. That's why I'm I'm pretty sure he still wants to play and not (laughs) what Tibbs is giving him. Moments over. <laughs> we still love you, Derek. <laughs> Rose, that is. Well, yeah, as I was saying, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully, that bad effect continues, and we'll be talking about four more wins the next time we do an episode. And until then, go Bulls. Bulls and four, go Bulls. Tennis game over, the horn blows. <laughs>